Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, and welcome to Extra Time, a web-only sports program from Radio New Zealand Sport. I'm Joe Porter. In the program this week, we catch up with the All Blacks captain, Richie McCaw, after the men in black cleaned up at the Halberg Sports Awards. We talk to the New Zealand football coach, Ricky Herbert, as the All Whites begin their preparations for the upcoming friendly against Jamaica. We pick the brain of the All Whites' newest squad member, Dan Keat. We talk to a rather unhappy New Zealand women's hockey coach, Mark Hager, after their disappointing Champions Trophy tournament. And we cover the glitz and glamour of the biggest night in New Zealand sport at the Halberg Awards in Auckland. The All Blacks have capped off their remarkable year in style after the World Cup winning side was named Team of the Year at the Halberg Awards in Auckland. Sir Graham Henry also claimed the Coach of the Year gong and the World Cup final win was voted as the favourite New Zealand sporting moment. Captain Richie McCaw was crowned Sportsman of the Year and the open side flanker spoke to Morning Report Simon Mercer about putting the icing on the cake of the All Blacks' phenomenal 2011. Oh, it's, it's special. You look around the, the room, the dinner we had with uh, all the top Sportsman, woman from the country, our country, and it's pretty impressive the the people we've got there and what they've done. So, to be amongst that, um, you now it's pretty cool. And obviously, to get rewards on top of that is uh, is pretty good. You know, the All Blacks uh, haven't um, won the award for a long time, so you know it's not an easy thing to win. You've got to you've got to win, uh, be world champion, or do something like that to to get that award, and that's the way it should be. So, uh, no, it was uh, it's pretty special. And you're saying, as you say, you've got to get back into training and carry on with your professional career. But where are you going to find the, the motivation now, having become uh, Rugby World Cup champions and the most capped all-black captain? How do you motivate yourself? Well, I think uh, if you didn't actually assess and acknowledge that, you know, last year was a, you know, was a, a, a thing that you've been working towards for a long time um, and just thought it was going to carry on, then you probably can't start. But, you know, we've had a good couple of months off and I, I think from an all-back point of view the, the big goal is you know you've got the tag of world champions there for, for a while um, you don't want to let your standards drop you want to play like that so that's, that's a challenge that I, I see and it's quite quite exciting obviously with the new management and you know we've all got to sort of earn our, make sure we earn our spots back there um, when you go back to the Super Rugby and, you know those guys are excited they win, a lot of them were involved in the World Cup and I'm pretty keen to, to go out and try and win a uh, Super Rugby competition so uh, you sort of feed off that and um, I wish you could know the injury. I'm just looking forward to getting back out up in the, on the field. And you know, when you when you think of it like that, um, there's certainly some good challenges there. And what is the state of your foot? Uh, it's coming along pretty nicely, actually. Um, just started back. Uh, I can do a little bit of running in the last week or so, and um, you know, hopefully it's feeling pretty good. So it progresses as it should, and um, you know, get back on the field won't be an issue anymore. Okay, and if it does go well, how much longer do you see yourself? taking part at the top level of the game? Oh, I'm not too sure. Um, the big thing is, you know, I was talking about why you do it and, and the enjoyment I get out of it. Um, while I was doing that and still playing good enough to win uh, the All Blacks and, and Crusaders, um, you know, I'll carry on. But um, how long that will be, I'm not sure. But, uh, you know, I'm lucky I've got, um, uh, you know, have a contract for, for a while. Um, 
allows me to sort of take it year by year and um, you know make sure that those things are happening and and um, yeah, who knows? I don't know. I'll, I'll do it for as long as I can, really. Fair enough. We know that in this day and age, professional sports people do have to have a, a longer-term plan for life after sport. Can you tell us a bit about what your thinking is? <laughs> it's pretty short. I'm not too sure, to be perfectly honest. Um, I think um, you, you did right. You, you obviously, know it's going to come to an end. And, and I think that's the thing, over, especially over the next couple of years, um, you know, that's the sort of things you need to think without, you know, getting too carried away and letting that uh, affect how you play. But um, I think meeting people and, and, you know, picking up contacts and seeing what they do so that when the time comes, you at least have some people to go and talk to and, and ask some questions. That's what I, I see. Um, you know, whether it's uh, um, what's involved, I don't know. I, I obviously have a huge passion for aviation and, um, you know, I'd like to do a little bit there. But whether that's... Uh, uh, hobby or just or job, I don't know. But um, no, those sort of things, I guess, over the next few while, you know, we'll think more, more about. And of course, so many players, don't they, Richie, end up in, in some sort of media role. Are you attracted to that? Uh, probably probably not, I don't think, uh, to be honest. Well, I'd quite like to uh, get away and do something a bit different. And um, I don't know, you never, you never know until you're in that situation, perhaps. But um, probably initial thoughts, maybe not. Richie McCaw talking to Morning Report, Simon Mercer. While the All Blacks dominated the Halberg Awards, as was expected, there were plenty of other deserved winners, including Olympic gold medalist shot putter Valerie Adams as Sportswoman of the Year. She went through 2011 unbeaten after rediscovering her mojo, scooping a host of trophies along the way, including World Championship gold in Daegu and the World Indoor title. Swimmer Sophie Pascoe was named Disabled Sportsperson of the Year, while Junior World Champion shot putter Jack O'Gill, the youngest to ever win the men's title was crowned the country's greatest emerging talent. Amelia Langford was at the awards to cover the biggest night in New Zealand sport. The big winners on the night were the All Blacks, running off the success of their World Cup victory. And the winner is All Blacks! They took out Team of the Year, Coach of the Year, Sportsman of the Year and the Supreme Halberg Award. Sir Graham Henry paid tribute to the team. That last 20 minutes of the Rugby World Cup was the most horrendous 20 minutes that I've ever spent in my life, thanks Rich. And you other guys. But in thinking back, you know, looking at the time, the, the belief that you had in each other, the way you worked together, the way you disciplined yourselves, the way you got through that, and ne- nobody lost their cool was something very special. And Captain Richie McCaw was awarded Sportsman of the Year, beating fellow All Black Jerome Kano, rower Mahi Drysdale, and veteran equestrian Mark Todd. He thanked his team and reminisced about those last crucial minutes of the Rugby World Cup. A World Cup is, is something a bit different, you know, you, you put a lot of time and effort into it and it comes down to one or two things, one or two moments. You're looking back on it, well that probably wasn't pleasant for a lot of you, it's uh, probably one of the most uh, <laughs> satisfying things because it comes down whether you can handle those moments, those pressure moments. Champion shot putter Valerie Adams took away Sportswoman of the Year for the sixth time. And the winner? for the Westpac Sportswoman of the Year is Valerie Adams. In her award speech, she thanked her coach in French. Jean-Pierre, my coach, bien merci pour cette uh, magnifique saison. Um, thank you very much for everything. Please work it. 
And Paris swimmer Sophie Pascoe was awarded Disabled Sportsperson of the Year after winning two gold medals at the Pan Pacific Paris Swimming Champions. Speaking after the awards, she said she was passionate about her sport. It's a great honour and it's a start into recognition for disabled athletes. You know, we're all elite athletes sitting in that room and I believe, you know, we deserve the recognition. And the award's namesake, Sir Murray Halberg, was awarded the Leadership Award. I'll let you know one little secret, that we will continue to honour sporting excellence and we will continue along the pathway of providing that opportunity for all New Zealanders to participate in sport and recreation of their choice. Thank you. Sir Murray founded the Halberg Trust almost half a century ago. Amelia Langford at the Halberg Awards. The New Zealand women's hockey team have returned home from Argentina with their tails firmly between their legs after finishing sixth in the eight-team champions trophy. The Black Sticks had some promising results early in the tournament and coach Mark Hager had been happy with the progress they were making with one eye trained on this year's London Olympics. The Black Sticks played Japan in the fifth-place playoff in their final game in Argentina, losing 4-3 in extra time. I spoke to a bitterly disappointed Hager after the match and he says there will be some major ramifications for the the performing Black Sticks squad. We didn't deserve to even be in the match, I didn't think. I thought we were very poor from the start. Our attitude was wrong. Um, we'd let soft goals in again. Um, and it's just so disappointing to see to see that happening. And, and some of our players need to step up and, and, and want to play and not just watch the ball go around them. We've got about three or four world-class players and then everybody else is expecting them to do it, which is a shame at the moment. Yeah, it must be a real shame. Um, last time we talked, you, you talked about the progress the team was making and despite some of the results not going your way, you were happy with how things were headed. It must be disappointed then to have, I guess, a relapse of attitudes. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was started from even the, before the game. Well, I don't think we were switched on. The warm-up wasn't uh, where it needed to be. Um, and we were really soft all over the park. So, And uh, the Japanese, give them credit, they punished us. So I guess you'll have some uh, stern words for the girls then. Oh, look, I'm probably over that. Um, in the end, they've got to they've got to look at themselves. Um, uh, you know, and, and it's just the soft goals that are getting scored against us at the moment. Defensively, we're very very poor, and uh, you know we fight so hard to score them, but we let them in too easily, and uh, people are escorting players, and, and it's, that's that's the disappointing thing. Obviously, the playoff for fifth, perhaps the motivation was was waning a bit. Do you think that's a sign of inexperience amongst the girls, or why why do you think that motivation was down? Well, I don't know. To be honest, I have no idea um, why they weren't motivated. They still, you know, still should want to win games and not just be satisfied with uh, making the top six. So uh, that's disappointing from that respect. What's the next step in the process towards the Olympics? Oh, there'll be changes in our next tour um, against Argentina. There has to be. Players need to be made accountable for their actions here. Um, uh, so the players at home will get an opportunity and um, the players that are here, uh, they're going to have to earn the right to come back into the team. I guess that, that's one, one reason to, or one way to get these girls motivated, though, is to put them on notice and let them know that you know their spots aren't guaranteed. It's, it's an honour and a privilege, not a right. Yeah, yeah exactly right. It is, it is an honour to wear the silver fern and... Maybe because of the lack of our depth at the moment, uh, we're being punished accordingly for it. The Black Sticks women's coach, Mark Hager. This is Extra Time, a web-only sports programme from Radio New Zealand Sport. I'm Joe Porter.
The New Zealand men's football team faced Jamaica at the end of the month in their first friendly of the year, with coach Ricky Herbert selecting his first all-white squad for 2012. The match to be played at Mount Smart in Auckland on February the 29th is the first game in the all-whites' long road towards qualification for the 2014 World Cup in Brazil. Barry Guy caught up with Herbert to talk about the Jamaica clash and what the coach describes as one of the most talented squads he's selected. I think it's pretty exciting. Um, you know, if I can kind of compare it to 2005 when we started off for South Africa, very young side, and you know we kind of developed and moulded that. But um, you know, this has got some real potential. I think very exciting. I'm very excited to name it. I think there's some good young talent, and I think that's important to, to look forward to the future. Um, and probably not that far down the track, Barry. I think these players, you know, with their overseas experiences now coming back, won't be too far away from starting 11 positions uh, come June this year. So you do describe this as potentially a very good squad. I mean, can you make comparisons to, say, the one that you did take to South Africa or something? Yeah. Um, you know, South Africa is a very, very special time. And I think, you know, just the, the the coming together of a very strong united group to perform at the highest level. So this, you know, as we move forward with this campaign, I mean, you know, we're going to have to replicate or, or do better. Um, with a group, I'm sure, as, as everybody around the world progresses. Um, but this has got some really young, exciting talent coming through. I think some good pace. Um, so, look, I'm delighted, very excited to, to name the side today. And, uh, you know, we've got depth outside of this 18 as well, which is very strong. Uh, you, you mentioned in the release some of the uh, players that have missed out, one like Rory Fallon, for instance, who many people will, uh, you know, know, of course, after his uh, World Cup uh, exploits. Yeah, look, I think it's very, very uh, important, um, you know, that we doc- document from day one that it's not about players missing out of anything around the World Cup. This is a group we've selected for a one-off game against Jamaica. Um, we don't have any other international fixtures leading into June for the Nations Cup playoff. Um, and I think there's a number of young players we've had in and around the squad that need need this time. They will need this game uh, to be thrown in against a side, you know, arguably in the top 50 in the world. So... Rory, you know extremely well and what his talents and what he can do, uh, and he'll play a strong part in the World Cup campaign as things progress. But instead of going for just a youngish sort of squad, you've got all of those experienced guys back. Is that for your behalf or the fans' behalf? Uh, look, I think you know it's it's really important from my perspective that you know we, we we put the cards on the table and we give these players the opportunity. So I think from my point of view. Um, it's really important. It's not really so much about age, Barry. I think it's about opportunity and uh, irrespective of what that age may look like. And, you know, when you've got Costa Barbarousas, Chris Wood, Marco Rojas, Dan Keat, and you can throw in Tommy Smith and Winston Reid, who are relatively young in age, had a little bit of international experience, but, you know, playing at very, very good levels abroad, um, you know, the side's got a, a great flavour of, of potential, Good youth, good pace. Uh, Ryan Nelson's leadership over the top of that. You know, it's got it's got a it's got a real nice look to it, and uh, hopefully we can progress that. So the likes of Dan Keat. I mean, can they expect game time? Yeah, look, I think that's the purpose of it, and I think you know we need to throw that again clearly on the table um, for everybody to see that you know we're bringing Dan because we want to have a look at him. Um, you know, we haven't had him in the environment before. It's a great chance for him to be here. I'm sure he'll be desperate to come and do a great job. So we need to provide that for him um, and, and see where he fits um, as, the, as the long-term sort of future unfolds. So um, I'm sure he'll be delighted. I, I know what it was like when I was young getting my first selection. And, uh, you know, there's some good dedicated kids out there that have done a fantastic job in their own club environments. 
So the the likes of uh, Nelson and Reed and that no hesitation in, in making themselves available. Um, club football continues, and that'll continue right up to sort of uh, you know a few days before the players are expected to travel and assemble. So you know it's always a little bit um, uncertain on on what that may look like, and we can only you know sit with fingers crossed and and make a prediction on who we want to come, and hopefully you know everything pans out and we get no injuries. Um, but right across the board, that's the 18 um, we would like to be in New Zealand. That's the 18 we've signalled to the clubs very strongly that they need to be in New Zealand. Um, and like I say, fingers crossed, hopefully we get them all here. And of course, they have to be available for an international window. You know, there's no doubts there at all. Yeah, no. Um, you know, there is a club responsibility to release the players. Um, otherwise, you'd find it very difficult to have international fixtures at all. So. Um, you know, we've tried to position this very carefully, given the workloads of all our players right around the world, um, that we're only taking the one window uh, on February 29th before we assemble the group um, for the Nations Cup later on in June this year. Any sort of, you know, idea of the, uh, you know, the, the type of game you'll play and the formation and that? I mean, you're, you're strong forwards, strong in defenders, that sort of thing. I mean, what sort of formation might you take in? Um well, if we if we assemble the, the all the defenders, then I think we've got we've probably got a couple of options on what we can do at the back, and we may explore that. Um, I think going forward, um, you know, Dan Keaton midfield, Michael McGlinchey is just outstanding for Central Coast at the moment. You know, Costa is playing in Russia, Woodsy is, is doing well on loan at Bristol, Smeltzy who started bringing goals in again for Perth. So we we've got some very very good choices, um, Barry. And I think that's important. So we may look at some different options as the game unfolds. Um, you know, I think it's a really important 90 minutes. And whilst I would never say results aren't important, they absolutely are, and we'll, and we'll be very, very keen to, to get a very strong result. Um, you know, I must look and, and see, and uh, that may that may have some variables through the game, so we can lead into June with some certainty. And what sort of game can we expect from you know Jamaica, and therefore you, I suppose? Yeah, look, I think a very entertaining, flowing game. I mean, technically very, very good, very quick side. Um, I mean, if you roll back the clock on them, they beat Mexico and Honduras in their lead-in to trying to qualify for the World Cup. They've been to the World Cup in 1998, um, ranked 52 in the world, which is considerably higher than what we are at the moment. So I think they'll be very good. I think exciting for the fans to come out and see. I think they'll want to play. Um, and I think from our aspect, you know, with some of the names that we've presented, um, we'll give us a bit of a crack as well. We'll, we'll unleash a little bit with the young boys and... Um, and I'm sure they'll be excited to get out and turn it on as well. Ricky Herbert speaking to Barry Guy. The All Whites newcomer, 24-year-old Dan Keat, says he's confident he's ready for the demands of international football. Keat, a midfielder, is the only new cap in the 18-strong squad for the friendly against Jamaica in Auckland later this month. Coach Ricky Herbert has left out World Cup squad members Rory Fallon, Andy Boyens, Jeremy Christie, Aaron Clapham and David Mulligan as he wants to cast his eye over some of the newer players like Keat ahead of the side's World Cup qualifying camp campaign later this year. Keats about to go into his second season with the Major League Soccer side, the LA Galaxy, which includes the likes of David Beckham, and he's still trying to become a first-team regular. Stephen Hewson caught up with Keat to talk about the Galaxy and his inclusion in the All-Whites squad. Well, I knew I was in the extended squad, and I, su- I suppose you're always, you're always hopeful, um, and you know, I, I think I'm I think I'm good enough to be there, so uh, when the call came through, I was uh, just pretty stoked, and uh, Looking forward to getting down there and getting involved with the team. Have you celebrated? Well, have you done anything to celebrate, or are you going to? <laughs> Probably not. 
Probably not. Um, we're busy in pre-season here, so uh, we're just uh, we're working pretty hard. Um, and you know, we've got we had a game yesterday, and we have another game Friday, so um, we're we're full at it over here. Not not a whole lot of time to celebrate, really. How how are things at the, the Galaxy? Are you sort of st- you you're in the starting lineup? Are you? Um, not currently. I'm pushing for it. Um, obviously, we have a very strong squad. Um, it's just a the nature of the beast being at, being at the best club in the league. So you've got to fight for every minute you get. But uh, I think there's a lot of players in our team who don't get, get a whole lot of time who would be, would be starting at other clubs. So, you know, it's a, it's a double-edged sword there. Um, but, you know, I'm enjoying it, and hopefully uh, this year I'll push on and get, get, get more time than I did last year, certainly. Do you see your future being in the U.S.? I'm not sure. I mean, obviously, like any player, you would like to play at the highest level you can possibly play at. Um, but I think uh, in order to move on to potentially Europe or, or some other option, I think you've got to establish yourself um, first as a player in the league you're in. Um, so for me, that's that's now in the galaxy. Um, and with the players we have, it's I think there's definite case to say that, that our team would, uh, would push a few teams uh, over the pond a little bit as well. Do you feel somewhat more settled going into your second season? Absolutely. Um, you know, your first season as a professional, um, you're trying to figure things out, how things work, how best to, to make sure that you're ready and prepare for each training and each game. Um, and I think I've got that got that figured out now. Um, and the ability to come in and relax and, and play my best football, I think, is uh, is one that lies in front of me. Now, Ricky Herbert has said that he plans to give the, the likes of yourself and, and others a run because obviously some of the, the other overseas-based players aren't aren't in the in the squad. That must be encouraging to know that it sounds as though you're actually going to get to take the field at least. Yeah, I think uh, I don't think Ricky would have brought me down here to, to not have a look at me play. Um, obviously, um, there's uh, qualifiers coming up for, for Brazil and um, you know, he's he's trying to get the best squad possible uh, looking towards that. So uh, it's up to me to go and take the opportunity that um, him and New Zealand football will give me and, uh, and hopefully perform well. Dan Keat talking to Stephen Hewson. The All-Whites will again be led by new Tottenham signing Ryan Nelson. And that's the show for this week. Feedback is welcome via sport at radionz.co.nz. You can get the latest sports news anytime on our website, while we'll be back with the next web-only Extra Time show next week. I'm Joe Porter. Bye for now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.